Atlanta um, Memorial Depot Monument Company. Everything comes from God, and so we give it back to God. Amen? And God has blessed us like the banks. You know, the banks now, they're merging together, so we are merged. We have merged now with Atlanta Monument Company, which used to be my competition, and I used to be their competition, but now we're one. Now we're one. I guess we'll do this for about another two years or so until we become rich like Sister Hall, and we will retire. <laughs> retire. So thankful for all that Linda does. She also now is part of the ministry there at the airport. She's, she has a master's degree in Bible, so she's qualified to be with me as a chaplain there at the airport, and we're thankful for that as we uh, preach, teach the word of God at the Atlanta airport, the busiest airport in the world. We're so blessed with all of you that give as you prosper to do all that we do. I, I need to mention that. So thankful for the women that have uh, not only born children, but have, that did not bore children, you're still a blessing to God, and I want you to know that. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 13, the Bible says, still 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 13, for Adam was not first formed, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, verse number 15, first Timothy chapter 2, verse number 15, notwithstanding, she shall be saved and childbearing if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with severity. She has an awesome responsibility. And sometimes men take it lightly, but we don't take it lightly. Steve Harvey is not a preacher. He don't proclaim to be one. But every once in a while, he says something right. And he said, he talks about how important the woman was. And sometimes men think, well, what does she bring to the table? She brings a lot to the table. And oftentimes they think of financially, but that's your job, man. Watch it. <laughs> she brings a lot to the table. And, you know, he, he mentioned that, and, and that's and the biblical side of it is that. Uh, she's, she must be appreciated, and, and she must not just be, on quote, Mother's Day appreciated, but every day of her life. And I'll say a few more things, and I'll get into less than an hour, but there are some children now that are at odds with their mother. And she won't be in this world forever. You need to make it right with your mother. Some have grown up thinking that mom did this to them, mom did that, and neglected them, and thought more of this child than the other. They go back, they go to the uh, Joseph, how his father favored him. Leave that alone. Embrace your mother while you can. When I was in Mississippi years ago, preaching in this, I was preaching about a broken relationship with a God is a broken relationship with your fellow man and vice versa on your mother and father, Ten Commandments, Deuteronomy chapter 5. And this woman at the end of the service, she ran to me and said, I need to run and make it, I need to make it better with my mother before it's everlasting too late. I've been at odds with her for about 12 years. 
And she said, you tell the congregation I'll see them next Sunday, but right now I need, to, I need to hasten home to make it right with my mother. Some of you may need to hasten home to make it right with your mother. But when she's gone, she's gone. Those that have lost our mom, we know how it is. We need to embrace every moment of our mom and take care of them as much as we can because she took care of us. And hopefully, that will suffice this morning in reference to honoring your mother and then the lesson of the hour. It is taken from Acts chapter 27. It is where we see a struggle as they take Paul. Paul is in prison. And there's a struggle here. In verse number 22, in Acts chapter 27, and now I exalt you to be of good cheer. And there should be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Paul is saying, I've seen in a vision, we'll see shortly, he's seen in a vision that the ship would be destroyed and someone said, oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't destroy the ship. But, but what's more important, even when we have car accidents, someone asks, was the car totally destroyed? We don't care about the car. We're concerned about those that were in the car. There should be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. We can get another car. We can get another house. But what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And that stood by me, Paul says in verse number 23 in Acts chapter 27, that stood by me this night, the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, fear not Paul. God has not given us a spirit of fear, First Timothy chapter 1, verse number 7, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so when fear comes upon me, it did not come from God. Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. I'm thankful to read in Acts, John chapter 17, verse number one and following when, when Jesus says, I have brought all of them, all of them have come forward. In other words, I have not lost anybody but Judas. They betrayed the Lord. The other ones, they made it. I wish that was true, even when it comes to everybody we are baptized, that we would say, they all made an end. Our children that obey the gospel initially, but sometimes they drift away, they get distracted because of this world. It would be wonderful if we would say, they made an end. Our job is to do all we can to help people make an end. And oftentimes, the world sometimes would distract them. But they must stay focused. 
And we can't save everybody. We do the best we can. and we, 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 can, we can't help everybody, but we do the best we can while we're with somebody and somebody and we're somebody and we're a child of God. Bible says in verse number 25, Wherefore, sirs, sirs, be of good cheer. You know, that, that's my own throughout the Old Testament and New Testament. In Joshua chapter 1, verse number 1 and following, the Lord says, be of good cheer. He said, be of good cheer. Don't go too far to the left nor to the right. Be of good courage. It's easy to get discouraged, isn't it? Be of good cheer. John 16, verse number 33, Jesus says, you know, I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In this world, you will have a tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. But be of good cheer. Here it goes. For I believe God that it shall be even as he it was told me. I believe God this morning. I don't know about you. I believe God. I believe that if he told me in Matthew chapter 16, verse number 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things would be added unto you. I believe that. And I sometimes don't know exactly how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. I believe God. I believe God, even when it seems like at the 11th hour, it's not going to work out. But see, me and Brother Fitz and Brother uh, uh, Bennett and uh, Sister Marla and Brother Power, we all have seen him come through. Y'all don't hear me, do you? We all have seen him come through in the 11th hour. When it seems like it's not going to work out. Paul says, I believe God. I, I think we can rest our hat on that, that, that we believe God, that we trust in God. Sure. See, simply put, to believe in God is to possess confidence in him. No matter how the wind is blowing and, and how this ship is, is going from side to side, we know that it might be rough right now, but the landing is going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. Even in our lives, it's going to be great. To believe in God includes an acknowledgement of his existence. Y'all know that? Sometimes we forget that he exists and it's just only us. No, but he's there and he cares. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he exists. The Lord knows he does. And that he is a reward of those that diligently seek him. Paul said, I believe God. I believe God. We see this morning where in the beginning, I want you to look at Acts chapter 27. The Bible says in verse number 16, and running on a certain island, which is called Claudus, when we had much work to come by the boat. 
which then they had taken up, they used helps and undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into a quick, the quicksands, start sail and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship. They threw a lot of cargo off the ship. I have not been in a boat in a storm as they are in this situation right now. I know that's a scary situation, even when you're in a plane and that's a turbulence. We get scared, we start praying. But this ship, we're doing a whole lot of things. They were in that storm, and I know some of you have been in some storms. I often tell Linda all the time, I'm on vacation now because I've been in some storms. <laughs> I'm on vacation. <laughs> but did y'all not know? But some of you, either in a storm, coming out of a storm, about to go back in one. That's life. James and James chapter one, verse number two, when trials come, they will come. You'll be in and out in your life. Once you have gotten over one situation, that's another one come. As long as you live on this earth, man, there's one but one with a few days, and those few days are full of trouble. And the third day, verse number 19, Acts chapter 27, verse number 19, the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. They had been on this ship for a while. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. I said last week that we serve an awesome God that he is a God that is in authority, in control. He's the sovereign God. When you woke up this morning, you didn't have to wonder where or not the sun was going to rise. That's God. You didn't have to worry about whether or not when you got out of bed that, that gravity wouldn't work and you'd be floating all around. You didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> the sovereign God. You didn't have to think whether or not I need to breathe. Uh-oh, we just woke up. I need to breathe. No, no, God, God takes care of that. While we're breathing and have the blood of God running through our veins, we need to thank him all the time. Here, in verse number 21, and, and after long abstinence, Paul, he stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hardened unto me and not have loosed from Crete to have gained this harm and loss. You should have listened to me. You know, sometimes we hate to tell our children, I told you so. <laughs> Paul said, I told you. But even when we don't listen, we're hard-headed, God still, he works within our situation. I'm thankful for that. That's the grace of God. In the midst of bad mistakes I have made, God still works it out. All things work together for the good, for them that love the Lord. Those that are called according to his purpose. Paul says, you should have listened to me. But 
You can't do anything about it now. The genie is out of the jar. Verse number 22, and now, what do you do, Paul? I exalt you to be of good cheer. But there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. In Acts chapter 18, this is what Paul, he had told Paul earlier, he said, no one would hurt you, just stay here. And Paul stayed there in, in Athens to preach for another year and a half. Uh, it's, it's assuring when we know that God is going to take care of us no matter what. It's assuring, isn't it? Because if we believe in God, God will really take care of us. He really will. For there stood by me this night an angel, verse number 23, of God who I am and whom I serve. The joy of serving was the title of the keynote speaker just yesterday. The joy of serving God. And we see that in Matthew chapter 20, verse number 20 through 28. The Bible says, he that be great among you, let him be your preacher, let him be your minister. In other words, uh, to be a minister is to serve. Not to be one that people serve him, like some denomination preachers will have you to think. But he's a servant. That's what he is. Right, right. We're all servants. We're thankful to God that we're able to serve. So he says, but that stood by me an angel. Look at verse number 24. In Acts chapter 27, verse number 24, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And, and lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, feel good courage. For I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Just think, if each of you go through life saying, I believe God. But you're going to have to commit yourself to God in order to really be there where you need to be spiritually. Right. Bible says in James chapter 2, verse number 19 and following, the devil believes in trouble. <laughs> Holy now. It's one thing to believe, but not do what God has told you to do. James goes on to say in James chapter 2, verse number 20 and following, he said, Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead on arrival. So belief in God is not just sit back and say, Yeah, I believe God. No, God blesses our efforts. I believe God, he says, how be it we must be cast upon a certain island. Things will happen in life. All the time we say to our children, oh, it's going to be all right, it's going to be all right. All the time we need to say, you're going to go through some turbulence and it's going to be all right. Turbulence is a part of life. Mama David, I didn't realize it was so, marriage was so rough. I've been looking at you all's life, looking at you all's marriage. That's what Steve Harvey said. He said he, he saw the beauty of the marriage between his mom and dad, and he, he saw the beat of marriage, that it can work and it will work. Amen. 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 Growing up, that's what prompted me to always, uh, I love family and marriage because I saw the beauty of mom and dad's relationship. It meant so much. Linda, same way, grew up a wonderful 
father and mother. And let me ask you this. Fashion your seatbelts on this one. When is the last time that your mom and dad still alive? When is the last time that you reached out to them? Whoops! Whoop! Ow. When's the last time? We try to reach out to my mother-in-law and father-in-law as many times as we often can, even though they were way up in Arkansas. And if you're living near them, when's the last time had you visited them? I'm going to move on. Don't worry about it. Here we go. <laughs> Verse number 27, Acts chapter 27, verse number 25, but when the 14th night was come and we were driven up and down in Adria, and about midnight the shipmen dimmed that they drew near to some country. And sound in verse number 28, and found it 24. And when they had gone a little farther, they sound again and found it 15 fathoms. And fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast forth anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, verse number 30 in Acts chapter 27, when they had let down the boat into the sea on the colors as though they were, they have cast anchors out of the foreship. Look at verse number 31 in Acts chapter 27. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Did y'all hear that? I know it's a storm. The ship is moving around. Seems like we're not going to make it. But as Brother Keeper said, if you jump out of the frying pan into the fire, you're really not going to make it. Jump from a ship to the water, you're really not going to make it. He said, you need to abide in the ship. Same with the church. The church is God's system to save man. That ship is pictured as knowing the art. They were to stay inside of the ark. No matter how much it rained, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. It wasn't a spring shower. The, the winters of heaven opened and oh, how it rained. Some may have said, let's open the door and let somebody else in. No, it was too late. Once God shut the door, only eight souls were saved. Some of you have gotten distracted because of the pandemic, distracted because of trials in your life. But you need to come back to the safe ship. Ship of Zion, the church, the church of Christ, the one that Christ died for. The safety in the ship, Paul says in verse number 31 in Acts chapter 27, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse number 11. There's no other foundation than that, that can be laid than is, that is Jesus Christ. The church is the ship here. The church is 
the kingdom of God. Some feel like they can be saved outside of the church, church outside of the ship. No, you're going to have to stay in the ship and stay anchored in the ship until the end. Well, I, I served in the church for 13 years, and I did this, and then I gave as I prospered. Oh, yeah, I came every first day of the week. I was faithful now. But what about now? What about now? You know, what, what we have to realize, and we're so thankful for Victoria. Um, she, uh, Victoria, she's just graduated uh, with a four-year degree, and, and she's out now, and that's a transition for her. Like many of us graduates, and we congratulate all of you from high school, grade school, college. But that, that's, you, as you move forward, you must make adjustments. And some people have not even made adjustments from the pandemic. You must make adjustments in life. Lynn and I were just talking the other day how children do not stay children for a long time. Amen. You know, time just passed by. You all know that as you're, you're raising your children, grandchildren. And sometimes we want to go, I wish they were back at the uh, same age Jackson is. And uh, they were so cute and doing They grow up. Nothing remains the same. Even when we think about our mothers at this point, we would love to have them back, but at the same time, they lost their mothers and they lost their fathers. And so we are at a point of life where we can glance back, but we must move forward and work to the higher calling of God. Be the best mother, be the best father you can be for your children, your grandchildren. Paul says, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Some think that just because you're a good person that some kind of way you don't have to be a member of the church, you don't have to be faithful, you don't have to come back, that you're going to make it in. But I read somewhere in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number 16 and following, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 16 and following, it's a righteous Scarce of making in. Where would the sinner and ungodly stand? I mean, if those that are doing all they can, living the best life they can, and when you know as you live the best life you can, Satan is always around. He's seeking whom he may devour. And why would you let him be the God of your life when God is right there for you. He the one that he created you. You're made in his image. Because believing in God is believing that he is going to be not only there for you, but you're going to be there for him in bidding his cause. And his cause is that all men be saved. Everybody in this world be saved. Can you save everybody? No, you can't. But you can in your own world. Do all you can. Get the word across to people. Listen to what happened in verse number 32. The Bible says, Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. Now I'm thinking about life. There are so many adjustments that many of you have made in your lives. And some things that, this is what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse number 10 to 5. Those things that he thought was gain in life, he thought they were really lost. Those things that you thought was so important. 
It could have been living for the weekend, partying and drinking and all those things you thought was so important. I'm knocking on some doors right now. Let me in. Amen. <laughs> those material things that you thought was so important, but what more was more important than anything is your soul. And while the day was coming on, the Bible says in Acts chapter 27, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, This day is the 14th day that ye have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. You can do without food for a number of days, but you can't do without water for a long period of time. Sometimes when we get depressed and discouraged, you know, people, they stop eating. And they start focusing more on the problem than him that can solve the problem. Sometimes we're dealing with the problem, and, and I often say throughout the years, no matter what people do to you, what happened in your life, don't focus on that issue. I'm dealing with God on this because I believe God. And I believe that nothing is too impossible for God. I'm dealing with God. We're praying for Brother Fick's wife as she goes through sickness. We're praying for Brenda's mom and we're praying for Tawana. We're praying, I talked to just the other day, Brother Binion, the preacher down in Riverdale, which Sister Gamma got a chance to visit the other day. He has a shunt in his arm where they're about to do dialysis on him. He says, they're not ready yet. My kidneys are functioning pretty good now, but they're ready. In the time, we must take care of ourselves. But even given that things are going to happen in life, it's going to happen no matter how much you exercise. Exercise proper love in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 8. But godliness is possible in all things. Things are going to happen in life. This old body is going to wear down. Talking to someone the other day. Her mom has Alzheimer's and getting worse as time go on. But thank God she obeyed the gospel when her mind was okay. We must hasten to make sure we do what we can right now. Now is the day of salvation. Mention how the lady has a debilitating disease where she won't be able to walk in by another year or so. And she's in a boat now. Uh, she's going around the world while she has the muscles to do it. That's what she's doing. What are you doing right now? Because, see, see, time is not on your side. You, you must do what you can right now. Why you can? If you have not been coming to worship, it's time to come now because if you get sick, what are you going to do? Why the blood's running warm in your veins? Do not forsake the assembly of yourselves together in Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 25. As some of them have started doing, but exalting one another daily. You must do it while you can. I try to do about five and a half miles every so many days and about two miles every day. 
because I remember a time, I'm serious, about five years ago when I could only walk about 10 steps and had to sit down for about five minutes. I remember a time until the doctor gave me a shot in my back. Now last about a year and a half, it been last almost about two years. Can you imagine, I remember that. And I, it was so painful. And so I look back at that and I said, I, you know, I could be in the same situation. So while I can walk, while I can walk, I'm walking. Y'all don't hear me, do you? And I thought I had my little walk together the other day and I had gotten to my about fourth mile. I mean, I just doing it. This lady about my age, she passed me like the road runner. Beep, beep. I'm like, hold on, I'm doing something wrong. But do you not know about five minutes she was out of sight? I'm thinking I'm doing something. <laughs> Watch it, Jessica. We must do this. You must do all you can while you can. You'll know what tomorrow may bring. You must read when you can because at the time of time when you won't be able to read so well. Sister, Brother Cummings' wife down in Augusta, she, she had high blood pressure and um, we're not able to get it under, under control. Now she can't see that well. She, he had to guide her where, where she goes. And I, I said, Yvonne, I, I said, do y'all look at in the television shows and everything? Brother Cummings Cummin said, yeah, we do. He said, I kind of, I, I basically tell her what's going on. She can hear and I, I tell her what, what, what's going on. But you know, even given that, do you not know she's still joyful? Because she's thankful for what she can do. Can't run, walk, can't walk, crawl, can't crawl, do something, Martin Luther King said. Bible says in verse number 34, here it goes. Wherefore, I pray you take some meat. He says, but this is for your health. Have you been eating right? That's important to eat right. Yes, sir. But you know, when we were, brothers and I were young at uh, Carrollton, you know, we could eat anything we wanted to. But you must be careful as you get older. It's a proportion, and, and, and you don't have to really uh, take this course on health and exercise. You know, we did that in high school. Y'all remember that? It's okay to do, don't get me wrong, but sometimes we get so caught up in the business world of, of paying for this and paying for this. Some things just common sense. Don't eat so much. Look at your proportions. Because this body belongs to God. My time and your time belongs to God. And some of you, like me, I've been burning the candles from both ends. Full-time minister, full-time businessman, full-time daddy, full-time granddaddy, full-time husband. That's the best job I have, amen? Best job I have. He says, for this is your own, for this is for your health. 
But that shall not, I love this part in verse number 34, in Acts chapter 27, that shall not in half fall from the head of any of you. God knows every hair upon our heads. You are special in his sight. He's concerned about you. And when he had thus spoken, the Bible says in verse number 35, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. That's what we should always do. When, thank God before we pray. Verse, that's on chapter 4, verse number 1 and following, where it says, God has made all meat clean. Do we, first of all, pray before we eat? He thanked God. The Bible says, and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. When you're in a restaurant, don't be ashamed to thank God. Don't worry about what people are going to say. I'm going to point university. I went for breakfast, breakfast at this restaurant right prior, prior to the school, and, and I, I bowed and prayed before I ate, and these older ladies came to me and said, son, thank you so much for doing that. We've been coming here for weeks and months, and not one time have we bowed to pray to thank God. Thank you for reminding us. And when he had just spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. You think about a visit Africa and uh, different places where they don't have food plenteous like we do. A visit Haiti, you know, when they had that great earthquake right after that, and we did missionary work over there. And they were in a sad situation. We take eating for granted. The Bible says here, he took bread in the presence, and, and when he has broken it, he began to eat. We're about to eat, in just a few minutes, a spiritual meal. On the first day of the week, when the disciples came together, we see this earlier in Acts chapter 20, verse number 7, to break bread, Paul preaching to them, ready to depart until tomorrow. How beautiful are the feet of those that preach the gospel, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Bible says, and he began to eat, then in verse number 36, in Acts chapter 27, then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. It's one of the things when you see, you know, you, you mothers, you all love to see your family eat, don't you? Some of you love to cook, and you love to see your family members just tad up. <laughs> you know, God has given us some items in our lives to enjoy food. Sometimes we enjoy too much, amen? <laughs> okay, you got the smell. You smell it. Then you got the taste buds where you taste it. And then Brother Bennett said, and you see it. And then, you know, the, the beauty of that, that's, that's the joy of eating, isn't it? It really is. See, see God, he brings about joy in everything that we do if you look for it. Then it says, listen to what it says, the Bible says, 
Then they were of good cheer, and they also took some meat. And we were in all in the ship, 203 score and 16 souls. There was 276 souls. He mentioned souls. Every person has a soul. When you look at a person, and when you're at work, and when you're different places, and you get angry at people, and you don't hold your peace, you have to be careful. You have to live peaceful with all men. In Romans chapter 12, verse number 19 and following, all that lies within, within you, live peaceful with all men. Because that's a soul. Even must, must be careful when we shake the dust off our feet. You know, when you try to teach people over and over again, you know, to a certain point, you have to shake the dust off your feet, but you have to be careful because you're shaking the soul off your feet. And when they, and when they had, in verse number 38, in Acts chapter 17, 27, verse number 38, and when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, the Bible says in verse number 39, they knew not the land, but they discovered a certain creek with a shore into the which they were minded if it were possible to thrust in this the ship. In the verse number 40, we'll be closing short. In verse number 40, the Bible says, and when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves unto the sea and loosed the rudder and bands and hosted up the man sail to the wind and made toward shore. Here it goes. Here's the last few verses. Here we go in verse number 41. And falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder parts were broken with the violence of the waves. I mean, that ship went through a beating. But keep in mind, Paul says, I believe God that no one would be harmed, not even a hair on your head. There's a lot going on in our lives all around us. And sometimes we get so scared, don't want to get out of bed, not knowing what's going to happen in that day. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know who is in the day. And I know whose I am. And this is what Paul is saying. I, I, I serve the living God. You know who you are. You're a Christian. And God loves you. In verse number 42, the Bible says that we come to a close in Acts chapter 27. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. Because they were responsible for those prisoners. prisoners. In Acts chapter 16, verse 25, remember when the jailhouse was open and the the prison guard was, he was about to kill himself. Paul said, do yourself no harm. We're all here. Because if the prisoners escaped, they would be responsible. When I was working as a correctional officer with the federal government, if one of those prisoners had escaped, I would have probably lost my job or been reprimanded. They were responsible. Remember a few days ago, these prisoners escaped. One had killed four people. And the other one had killed someone, I believe. And they have uh, captured one. And this young lady, she helped them escape. And they have her locked up now. And here, these prisoner guards, they were thinking about killing the prisoners. 
But God had promised Paul that everyone would make it. The Bible says in verse number 43, the Bible says, but the centurions willing to save Paul kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which should swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. Okay, so you can swim, then you cast yourself in the sea. Some of you learn how to swim when you're a young child. Mall alarm when you're 11 years old. I'm just messing with <laughs> Jackson is learning now. Amen. <laughs> it's, it's good to learn. Some, they went first, didn't they? Should cast themselves in the sea and get to the land. Here it goes. And in verse 44, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to the land. Why? Because God, Paul said, I believe God. They were on broken pieces, those who couldn't swim. And, and they some on different boards. Sometimes that, that's a depiction of our lives. I mean, we're just scrapping, aren't we? Just trying to make it. On broken pieces and boards. But God allows us to make it to shore. Amen. You're going to make it to shore if you just hold to God's unchanging hand. Don't give up. Don't give in. Stay on the ship. Amen. And God, everything would be all right. Some of you may not be on this ship this morning. But you can still get on the ship. Oh, the ship is sailing. But God can still put you on the ship. How you get on the ship, preacher? By, by hearing the word of God, faith coming by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Yes. Believing that Jesus did die for your sins. Like G Paul says, I believe God that he did die for my sins. I did not see him do it, but I believe that he died for my sins. Yes. Repenting of my sins, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Right. Once you repent, Confessing Christ the sweetest name on Martha Tom. When you uh, become a member, you're on this ship. What happens is you'll call his name over and over again. And what a pleasing, soothing name to call Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Amen. Oh, how I love Jesus. And then the buried water grave of baptism, all your past sins will be washed away. You become this new creature. And then you will be able to feast on God's word. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Matthew chapter 4, verse number 4. Maybe you have slowed up. You're not doing what you need to do. You need to get fired back up to serve God. Don't get distracted by the noise of this world. You have to stay focused. Lay aside every weight, Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1 and 2, and sin that so easily beset you. Sin can set you up, and it'll set you up for failure. But you have time while the blood is running warm in your veins. Maybe you need, maybe all you have gotten from this lesson is you need to start eating right. Amen. Maybe you have gotten from this lesson 
that you need to start exercising, exercise prophet Lula. Godliness is profitable in all things. Maybe you have gotten from this message, I need to embrace my mother more. I need to reach out to my mother more. I need to do more for my mother. Maybe you have gotten from this lesson, I need to be a better mother. I need to be a better father. Whatever it is, in all time, we don't know, only God knows, because God's word does not come back to him void. Only God knows, and he knows your heart. I say to you, let God's word penetrate your heart. Let it prick your heart. And let it allow you to do the right thing, not just now. Say, Lord, I commit myself to not go back to those old, those old sins. I commit myself to be stronger. I know I can't do it by myself, but I do know this. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I believe God. I believe God. Let's stand at this time as we sing an invitation song because we know you believe God. Have you been, been to Jesus for the cleansing fire? Are you washing the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washing the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood? In the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? All your garments, spotless, are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood? of the Lamb. Are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Do you rest each moment in the crucified? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed, are you washed in the blood, in the blood, in the soul, cleansing blood of the Lamb? All your garments, spotless, are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? When the bridegroom cometh with your robes, be white. Pure and white in the blood of the Lamb. Will your soul be ready for the mansion's bride? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed, are you washed in the blood, in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb, of the Lamb? All your garments, spotless, are they white? There's no, are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? We have two precious souls that responded. Marie Gamble, she asked for prayers of her sin and forgiveness. She also I want us to continue to pray for uh, Sister Owen Mother, whose hand was uh, infected. And, and we thank God that she's at home right now.
Okay, also uh, on the sharing of her 86th birthday. No, she turned 86 years old. Also, Marisa, her mother was released from the hospital also. Amen. So we're glad that your mother is okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, we also have Sister Barbara Hall. She asked for uh, prayers on her traveling grace. Amen. She'll be traveling. We just thank you, Lord, for the message that was spoken to us. We pray, Lord, that we take consider what was all said, that we know you're there for us. We pray for your love and your care, and that we can always count on you through prayer. We pray, Lord, that you'll be with uh, Sister Gamble, uh, uh, forgive her her sin, that you remember them no more as she repent. And we pray, Lord, that you'll be with her mother uh, as she recovers from the hospital, and also. Uh, for Sister uh, Brenda Owen, uh, mother. Uh, we pray, Lord, that we know is through your will that they was healed, that they would come home. And we thank you for allowing them to be back with their family. We pray also for Sister Barbara Hall as she travels. We pray, Lord, you'll be with her. Well, it's been a long time that she take care of herself. We pray, Lord, that she got time to travel. And we pray, Lord, you'll be with her wherever she go and bring us, bring her back to us. When she get back, we pray, Lord, that you'll be with her all the way. Give us all of our sins, but we'll have fallen short of that glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 